0: Welcome to Dementia Dialogue. My name is Elaine Weersma. I am an associate professor in the Department of Health Sciences and a researcher with the Centre for Education and Research on Aging and Health at Lakehead University in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Our Dementia Dialogue podcast series allows those with lived experience, care partners, experts, and advocates the opportunity to share their stories with each other and with a broader community. Dementia is more than being forgetful. Dementia is a very misunderstood condition. And one of the best ways to challenge the stigma and misunderstanding of dementia is to hear the stories of those living with this
1: condition. This is the first episode of a two-part series introducing the topic of community involvement and asset-based community development. In this short series, I speak with Grenville Johnson, a teacher, musician, artist, and dementia advocate, and Allison Finney, a professor, nurse, and community-based researcher, both living in British Columbia. In this first episode, Grenville and Allison speak about how they each got involved in community-based work and speak extensively about stigma and fear and how they're working to make change. Granville talks in detail about a project creating a t shirt that has been distributed to change people's perspective of what living with dementia is about. Let's begin. I want to welcome my guests today on Dementia Dialogue. We have Granville Johnson and we have Allison Finney. And both Allison and Granville will be speaking about their community based work um, from their own individual perspective. So, thank you very much for joining me today.
2: Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for having me.
1: Grand, can you just tell me about uh, some projects and programs that you've been involved with, with um, in the community,
2: particularly
1: uh, ones that have really, you know, you felt um, that have empowered you?
2: Well, I'm a lifelong artist and teacher, and I've taught for a number of years in the public system, all the way from um, grade two, three, where I started. Up through um, intermediate, high school, and uh, adult education, but in most recent community involvement has been as an artist. I'm a I play djembe and I've been performing and teaching in the uh, festival circuit and also in the in the uh, public school system and the Catholic school system, teaching drum drum circles. And my type of teaching and as far as drumming goes has not been traditional, i.e. Uh, teaching counts. It's been more a, it's been teaching people to trans drum, which is listening to their inner music, their inner voice, and using that to to um, transpose into their drumming. So it, it meant uh, teaching them act a, form of active meditation. And people seem to really enjoy that and benefit from it and uh, enjoy the expression, the new discoveries of expression, expression that came out of that activity. And of course, what they learned about themselves along the way. I've been a a dignitary in the uh, Prince George community for, for a number of years performing at the uh, Canada Day Festival every year, uh, along with speaking. Presently now I'm with dementia. I became involved with the dementia community through the BC Alzheimer's Society. I took a workshop that was open for uh, dementia people as well as the care partner uh, every Wednesday for, for a month. And from there, I moved. Uh, was introduced to the uh, Action Group, which I'm a member of now. And through them, I'm uh, working with working with uh, developing the um, the toolkit and the uh, Dementia Celebrate Life t- T-shirts, um, as and therefore becoming an advocate for dementia people. As an artist, I'm working on. Um, I I have a new band called the The Day Will Come project and we are I've written the lyrics for our first album, our debut album as well as uh I'm, the other musicians are providing the mu- music musical component. We will we will be recording that this June. I'm also writing my autobiographical fictional n- novel that's going really well. I should have my first volume done in June to coincide with the album. Uh, And that's about my life. And of course, about living with dementia. By the way, the album is all about living with dementia and other aspects of my life along the way, but primarily how the things we have to deal with as uh, dementia people. So that's kind of about 40 years in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, that's quite a nutshell. <laughs> Granville, I wonder if you could speak a little bit more about the dementia, action, the dementia action group that you're involved with.
2: The BC Alzheimer's Society suggested that I join that particular group, which I did. They were very nice to, to, to be interested in working with me. What I found is a community unlike I've ever known, of people that, that of all types of people, very different people, we're all very different, all very much individuals with di- different paths. What we share is an advocacy to, to maximize what life we can have with living with dementia, and also to educate the, the general public in how to relate to people with dementia as individuals which we are that doesn't change with dementia it, one size does not fit all so in doing that we have having to come we've had to um, define for ourselves and each other what's the stigmas that inhibit that possibility that understanding and and uh, and what can be done about that those those stigmas so we're, we're, we're trying through our advocacy to not only support each other through the changes in, in our various diagnoses, but also to, to uh, help, help others find their way to understanding where we are and making it easy, not only in ourselves, but themselves as well.
1: Okay, so you are really this is it's a program about uh, reducing stigma. So what have you learned um, about, you know, stigma and 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 how to reduce that stigma. What are the things that you and your, uh, your team are learning.
2: Uh what's stigma can, can, is pervasive. It is um, There are as many types of stigma as there are people that maintain the stigma it but one of the one of the baselines of it that seems to across all cultures and all societies is fear and it's and that and fear is like fear is one of our one of our base emotions it's also one of our most powerful emotions it's also Therefore, it's one of the ones that's, that is most difficult to moderate and also to, but even more difficult to recognize. So in that fear, we've learned that one of the things that stands out about dementia is it is an invisible disease. Not until its latter stages does it actually show its ugly head in physical manifestations. Prior to that, in the first and second stages, you can't see you can't see dementia in another person. Yet dementia uh, is prevalent in our society, in our culture. I've heard, I've learned that one out of four people are either have dementia or Diagnosed or de- or or has dementia and is undiagnosed, and so because people are cannot see dementia, and because they can't point to a cause of dementia, it is it is a fear that if that somehow they may contract dementia, it, it cuts off their ability to to empathize and out of that comes the stigma out of that disconnect comes the stigma
1: Allison do you want to tell me about the program the building capacity project and how that began and why you wanted to start this this project
3: yeah thanks thanks lisa this project so so i'm a nurse And I've been doing research, working as a researcher together with people with dementia for a long time and and listening to what they have to say about what makes life good. One of the things was being connected in community and over the last number of years I have had the opportunity to make connections with community groups, organizations, people living in the community who who want to do more for for those that those growing numbers of invisible people that you've just talked about Granville so i i've been thinking about that how how can we how can we do better in our communities because i don't we're not doing well at all for a lot of reasons and i think we're learning stigma as we've just heard it described is a very big part of that i think we're we're really afraid in any case, in in Vancouver, there was I found there was a growing number of groups in the community that were wanting to do more, and we had the opportunity with funding um, that came through the Public Health Agency of Canada through the Dementia Community Investment um, Initiative that that came alongside the the new Dementia Strategy a few years back, and we decided we would partners so today i think i I want to talk mostly about what's been happening here in bc but but our project is a partnership between vancouver and thunder bay and what we decided we would do um, was not kind of tell people what to do from the top down but to really listen to the communities and understand the assets the strengths that were in our respective communities and develop that into something that would support people with dementia in a better way. So using a method of asset-based community development, we've got two cities that are really very different socially, we're very different geographically, Um, but in both cities, I think a critical mass of people who are wanting to do something. So um, this building capacity project in BC is located, um on the west side of vancouver um so just part of part of the city really and where we're working with a volunteer organization of seniors called the west side seniors hub and they are well they're, they're a hub organization they want to build connections between all the different kinds of community groups on the on vancouver's west side who, do, who have something to do, who are, who are there to really serve all the different needs of seniors in the community. So there are local agencies um, and organizations, senior centers, local libraries, resident associations, community centers, neighborhood houses, all different kinds of things. And there, we knew they were wanting to do something but didn't really know where to start. Now, in Thunder Bay, the critical mass of people is the Northwest Dementia Working Group, which is a group of people with lived experience of dementia and their care partners who were really taking the lead to reach out to that community to show people the way in terms of how they can better support. So in both cases, community members, but with different strengths and different assets. We we got started with this funding. And in February of 2020, we had a big launch event. Um, Here in Vancouver, we brought together people from Really, across the lower mainland, who were doing innovative things so we could learn from them. We invited our friends from Thunder Bay to come so people could meet each other. And for people in Vancouver, it was really a, their first opportunity, I would say, to meet people with dementia as collaborators, meeting with people who had dementia who could be working partners. So it was a real game changer. Um, There was a lot of excitement at the end of February in 2020 to get things going, to start new programs, and revise old programs, and reach out to the community, and invite people with dementia into the doors, and we all know what happened. Um, It changed, Um, but we've continued to move forward. We've been able to seed some new ideas, and a lot of those have been online, of course, and there's been some new some new programs, a memory cafe, uh, a dementia buddies program, that are just really just starting. And we've conducted online webinars um, with with those groups so they can learn from each other and learn too about about how to um, take brave steps forward, about how to include people with dementia in the planning, to learn about how to evaluate it, figure out if you're doing a good job. We wanted to have community conversations because a big part of this was not only working with these agencies and groups that were already saying, well, we know there's something going on, like we know there's people with dementia, and we're ready to do something, but we wanted to have bigger conversations with the community to raise awareness, and that's been really hard. I think that's, you know, we've, we've done some some of that in the last year. But right now, our project has been, I think, a little more inward focused than I might have expected. And it has been, uh, I'll be quite honest, it's been much harder to engage people with dementia in this work than I might have imagined, or or at least harder than I would have hoped.
1: Can I just ask you a question about that? For sure. Uh, So is that... Do you think that's because of the pandemic or is it um, for other reasons?
3: I think it's been both. Um, We know that the pandemic has caused further isolation for for a group that's already isolated. That's been part of it. Everything online and it can be harder for people with dementia. To connect online and there's certainly perceptions that it is impossible <laughs> I think we've learned that it's not um, so the pandemic is part of it I think I've underestimated I underestimated the stigma Granville and our community partners would never say well I have a lot of stigma <laughs> no one ever says it but I think we are all afraid because the very first thing that Even those who said we're ready to do something have said, oh, we we can't do it yet because we need education and training. And I'm an educator. I respect that. And we've listened to that. So, you know, that's been some of what we're doing. But I'm also, I've been thinking about this a lot. And I, I think a lot of that comes from fear. And it isn't clear to me that online training modules are the complete answer. Because I'll tell you, um, I have learned far more from people with dementia than about people with dementia, if you know what I mean. I I think a lot of us feel like, well, if only we could learn more about this, we'd feel more comfortable. But I don't think that's true. it's true a bit. I I take that back. It is true. But it is when, when our partners said what a game changer it was to meet some of those folks who are very experienced advocates from Thunder Bay, they saw themselves and they weren't afraid. You know, they met a woman who looked just like them and she had dementia and they learned that they didn't have to be afraid of that. And it did change things. Um, so I think that, you know, what we call stigma, and Granville, when you talk about the fear and how it's a base emotion, it's powerful, and we all feel it. I think learning to recognize and accept that is has been and will continue to be an important part of this work.
1: Thanks for that, um, Allison. That- explanation of of what you're doing and and the, um, you know, your original plan and intentions. Granville, can you speak a little bit about so you spoke about the stigma? Can you tell me about what you've your group has been involved with in trying to reduce that stigma? You talked about a t shirt project. Can you talk a little bit about that? And maybe some other stuff that uh, your group has been
2: doing? The teacher came out of uh, out of a need to to uh, that that uh, there is life after dementia because I I, I didn't, what's the, the dementia is, is a is a terminal disease so in the end you not only will die, you will have a living death before you die. So that, that I think is 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 again the, the, the root of the fear. The loss of quality of life and then the loss of life itself. So we had to come we wanted to come up with a, a way of talking to the general public without having to beat them over the head. Saying, "Look, pay attention to us. There is life after dementia." We didn't want to do that. Uh, what we did want to do, though, is find a find a way of expressing that that exact feeling and emotion, without without the harangue. So we tried to find a slogan, and we went through many options. I won't go through that, but we did. It was we all gave lots of suggestions and they were excellent suggestions Um, some of them were were either had been done before or were in process where other groups were using them we did not want to piggyback we wanted to find something that really worked for us was original and people could understand without having to be explained So we've tried to find what in life is there that really makes people enjoy their living. Where where does the joy come from? Okay, we decided that joy comes from things we celebrate, birthdays, holidays, uh, all, all manner of special celebrations. For a dementia person, We came to understand that every day you wake up and put your shoes on and stand up without falling down, find your way out the room, every day, That is when you can do those things, that is a celebration of your life in the most basic sense. When your eyes open and you take that first breath of the morning, that's a celebration of your life. And as a dementia person with, with, a, with a, a life that has inherently a ticking time bomb, we, we, we need to make the most of every single tick. So we need to celebrate this life. And in order to celebrate this life, we need to change Panorama, um, I can't remember. I know it's, it's close to that that word. That we need to celebrate that central uh, focus of that people have of dementia. And rather than I have dementia, I have to go prepare my grave to crawl in. I have dementia, I have to make the most of my life as I have it and enrich it as best I can along the way. So, to, we had to change the, 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 the idea completely. And the short phrase that we came up with was dementia, celebrate life. Short and simple. To the point. No if, buts, ands, or mays about it. Celebrate life. Yes, you have dementia, so celebrate life. So, we, we, and then how do you put that in an image that people can read, see at 20 feet away and make sense to them? So, we, we came up with the idea through, through the help of a design, uh, young designers in uh, Emily Carr, to, to come up with the idea through her, through her design experience of dementia being on a road that you walk. It is, a, it is a journey. And actually we decided to make it, instead of walking, running, because that's more active, because that helps celebration, you'll be are actively moving. And that run on that path runs into this universe of color, splashes, swirls, dots, dashes, all kinds of color. A forest of color. And that color represents the the uh, the beauty and the unexpected ex- life experiences that is life. Cause in life, you never see what's gonna come in the next minute till it gets there, no matter what your plan is. So they, you run into that forest of color and in that forest of color, Above it says, celebrate life. Hmm. So dementia is the path, celebrate life. And we have that on our t-shirt, on a t-shirt.
3: But the idea of the t-shirt and the creation of the t-shirt and then the toolkit, which we can talk about, Mm -hmm. has the substance of this and the ideas and the inspiration have really come from this collaboration of this diverse group of people that are... That are this action group.
1: This concludes part one of a special two part community based series with guests Grenville Johnson and Allison Fitty. In the next episode, Allison and Grenville describe a toolkit that came out of a collaboration between community and people living with the experience of dementia and is meant to help others understand their experiences in the hopes that engagement and inclusion of those with dementia will become normalized.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Dementia Dialogue podcast is supported by the Centre for Education and Research on Aging and Health at Lakehead University, as well as from the Public Health Agency of Canada, the Dementia Community Investment Project. We are pleased to have received financial support from partners like the Geriatric Health Systems Group at the University of Waterloo, the Centre for Personhood and Dementia at the University of British Columbia, the Ontario Brain Institute, and the Canadian Consortium for Neurodegeneration on Aging for specific podcasts and series. For information on how you can stay connected to Dementia Dialogue, we invite you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and through our website, www.dementiadialog.ca.